You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. Welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Grammatico, your franchise guide. And today we have a very special guest. We are speaking with Mark Sanborn. Uh, Mark is president of Sanborn and Associates, Inc., an idea studio dedicated to developing leaders in business and in life. Uh, Mark is an international best-selling author and award-winning keynote leadership speaker and advisor to leaders teaching how to turn the ordinary into the extraordinary and has clients, uh, client lists of over 2,600. Uh, Mark has written eight books and the Fred Factor has sold over 2 million copies worldwide. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, his latest book is The Intention Imperative, Three Essential Changes That Will Make You a Successful Leader Today. Back in uh, 2019, last year, he was ranked number five leadership expert in the world by globalgurus.org. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Mark, wanted to, uh, to welcome to the show today. Well, thank you, Giuseppe. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to sharing some ideas with you and your listeners. Yes, I'm very, very excited and a very, very impressive bio. It's a, it's a lot of books to sell. I'm uh, definitely hope to to follow in your your footsteps here. So, I'd just like to to start the show, just for everyone listening in, fill us in a little bit on your on your background. Um, how how did you get into this business, and, and what does that journey look like? Sure. Well, I came out of a sales and marketing background. I actually started selling part-time in college, and I also started speaking part-time in college. I'd come up through uh, the Future Farmers of America, now called FFA, and 4-H, and some other youth organizations, where I had taken an interest in learning how to be a public speaker. And in college, I was able to convert my interest and my hobby into a uh, part-time profession. I uh, became a full-time speaker 33 years ago. This is my 33rd year in the business. Wow. And probably what, if I were going to, if I were asked what I'm most proud of, it's the 33 years because, uh, you know, the speaking business is a lot like the entertainment business. You know, it's a very flavor of the day, newest, greatest, next best thing. And whenever somebody falls off a tall building and lives, I think, well, there's another competitor because, you know, he'll be out there talking about how to overcome catastrophe. And and I'm only saying that partly tongue in cheek because we're always looking for new ideas. And so for me, I'm not the, the new kid on the block. Uh, I hope what's driven my business is a valuable message that's designed to help people improve their businesses and their lives. That to me is the test of whether or not I'm doing good work. Right. So, so 30, 30 year, 33 years, I should say in, in business, um, uh, you don't hear that very often. People, uh, you know, you, you tend to hear of the, the the brand new business starting out. Uh, it's very difficult just to, to start any business. Doesn't matter if it's a uh, uh, you know whatever industry you're in. So, what um what advice would you give to someone that has uh, been in business and you know maybe they're hitting their first few years or maybe they're even hitting year ten uh, to staying in business for for thirty three years. I've done a lot of work with a lot of franchise organizations around the United States, and I've met a lot of successful franchisees and franchisors. And one of the things I like about that space that you operate in, Giuseppe, and that your your clients operate in is that you have a couple of things that the average entrepreneur doesn't have right out of the gate. That is a, a proven system and a big support network. And most solopreneurs, you know, when they start out, other than friends and relatives and maybe a, a partner, business partner or two, they're making it up as they go along. And that, of course, is a wonderful thing. And I uh, admire people that can do that. But 
One of the things that I've noticed, and to me, and you can tell me if I'm what behind the ears or not, is that a lot of people uh, get into a franchise business and they are very successful and they learn the business, but then they start to play around with it. And I've had franchisors say to me, you know what, we just want people to follow the system because when they don't, it, it makes the system off kilter. So you've got kind of two tracks you've got to stay in between. One is being a very good business operator and the other is being innovative without going outside, uh, you know, coloring outside the lines, you know, without Im imposing a difficulty or creating a conflict between franchisee and franchisor. Right. So uh, I think for somebody that has business skills and leadership skills, I have a lot of friends that have made a lot of money in franchise businesses. Matter of fact, I've, I've got a few Friends that were full-time professional speakers that are now killing it in uh, uh, food service franchises. So I have a great deal of respect for anyone that uh, makes that transition. Right. Yeah. And, and and to your point, yes. You know, when when you are investing in a franchise, you're that's that vehicle that you chose, and it's not the end all be all. But if you are uh, in, as you mentioned, kind of in the in the restaurant uh, franchise business, you need to follow the system. And if you want to branch off. Then you can look at a not another franchise business or non-franchise, but but more importantly, and, and we can do a whole show just on this. But what I what I always advise everyone is maybe you got into the wrong business uh, initially, and that's uh, my specialty is is basically finding the right business for you. But sometimes people are just getting into businesses for the wrong reasons. Uh, they feel that you know they see lines out the door. They they like the franchise's product, and they decide to invest in it. And I say that's not really a good reason to invest in that business. So um, you can always eat that the, the food at that restaurant, but uh, you don't have to necessarily invest in the franchise. So we, we always like to start from the very beginning to find that why. Um, but that's, I, I, you know, that's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother episode. And I'm sure we can talk about that at length. So tell me a little bit, uh, you know, more about your business. What's, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Um, what's, uh, you know, what's most exciting in, in your, in your world, in your business right now? Well, the time lag between when we're having this conversation and when people are listening to it, we're coming out of, I hope, uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic, right. and uh, maybe we're past the latest deadly insect. Uh, we were talking about murder hornets, um, <laughs> but uh, business has always been subject to change, and I know people that say we've always had change, and I agree, but we haven't had this magnitude or this velocity of change in our lifetime. Uh, this pandemic has probably been the biggest uh, setback to most businesses in the United States and globally for that matter. And to me, it really begs the question, not you know specifically, what did we do right or wrong in, in COVID-19, but how do we deal with this kind of massive change? And one of the phrases I've always hated, and you know, my business is very simple. Uh, I, I speak, I write books, and I have training resources. I do some advising to leaders and speakers. But my primary revenue streams are speaking, which right now uh, is pretty much on hold until we figure out how we can get a lot of people together in a room without getting them all sick, right. and writing books and, and uh, selling training materials. And so I've always hated the phrase, you know, the new normal. God, I don't know, probably back in 2008, we started using that phrase. And the problem with the new normal is when you think you know what's normal, you stop paying attention you get flat-footed and you get blindsided. Mark Cuban famously said, uh, going forward is the new abnormal. And I love that 
not because it's negatively tinged. I think it's just a realistic way of saying, pay attention. What happens probably won't happen long enough to ever be truly normal. And, you know, I, I like to think of it that maybe normal is simply what happens next. And so vigilance and agility are key right now, whether you're in a franchise business, whether you're in government. Uh, and that is, you've got to be able to change quickly. 30 years ago, I was working with an executive at Hewlett Packard who went on to do some very great things. Uh, and he told me, this was 30 years ago, he said, my goal is to be able to uh, ramp up an entire division in a month and shut it down in a week. Now, back then, that was incredibly aspirational. But when you look at what we're able to do today when we're forced to, and by the way, that's usually the test of how good we are. Nobody signs up for a tragedy, setback, or crisis, right? But you get put in the course, and you only have two options. You can either learn from it, or you can languish you know, and be defeated by it. And we've learned that when, when you really have to, you can do far more amazing things than you thought were possible. So that would be maybe another lesson is uh, – you know, don't don't run scared, but run fast. You know, mm -hmm. act like what you do today will prepare you for whatever crisis you might meet in the future. Right now, that's uh, I could not agree more. And uh, you know, this stage of the game and going forward, we we just have we have to be ready. We have to be ready to pivot um, on the front in the franchisor world. Uh, a lot of the franchisors are supporting their franchisees and. Uh, for example, taking, uh, you know, in-person tutoring to online tutoring via their digital platform. And uh, it's not like in the past where we had a hurricane and, and one section of the country was affected. Yeah, this is the whole world. So the, as you mentioned, when we talk about the new norm, the, the abnormal, new abnormal, it's, you know, we, we, we have to, we have to uh, I guess, uh, constantly prepare for, for something to happen. But, you know, this, this is it. If you're in the food industry and I have friends that are both in franchise and non-franchise, it's, uh, they're reconsidering how they're going to do business forward. Are, are they going to even have any tables? Is, is it going to be takeout? And, but that's it. I mean, the entire restaurant industry is, is being affected. So you do need to, to kind of roll with it, but, uh, you do have to prepare. You can't just, well, uh, sit comfortable, right? <laughs> right. And I'd like to suggest what I call the three R's, you know, growing up, it was reading, writing, arithmetic. I'm old and maybe nobody remembers those three R's, but I say in business, <laughs> We've got three R's that we've got to live by. And the first is rethink. And that's what we've been forced to do. Uh, leaders rethink voluntarily. Uh, people who aren't leaders tend to only rethink things when they have to. So we've had to rethink restaurants. One of the things I've said is, is that uh, too many times we, we stay tactical rather than aspirational. What customers in a restaurant want, and my brother is a restaurant owner, operator, and a restaurant broker, mm -hmm. uh, glutton for punishment, he... Uh, <laughs> And I've talked about this. You know, what people want is security. They want to know that they're not going to get sick. They're not going to catch a disease. And so really what you've got to design for is security. If somebody comes up with a UV light or a mister system like you see in hot climates that could spray something into the air so that all, you know, bacteria and viruses were killed, then you could sit close together in a restaurant to other people and not worry. So the pain points are what you can always make money if you address them successfully. So rethinking is intellectual. Then you gotta you gotta reinvent. And I, I think reinvention is what you do. Rethinking is what you think, reinvention is what you do. So if you know the goal is security and safety at at a at a reasonable price, then how do you do that, right? And that becomes operational. You, you have to operationalize it. And then the third thing is you got to renew. 
Uh, because renewal means you stay fresh. You know, you talked at the beginning, if you've been in business for 10 years, what do you have to do? You got to stay fresh. You've got to bring the same enthusiasm you had in the first year with maturity and wisdom you've got in the 10th year. Because a lot of people get wise and they become mature, but they lose their fire. They lose their vigor, their passion, call it what you will. And it takes both. You know, that's the energy and the drive and wisdom, of course, hopefully will keep you from making the mistakes you made in year one. Right. Now that's 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 uh, some really good advice here. Switching gears just just a, a little bit here. In the beginning of uh, right before we started the show, we were just chatting a little bit and we talked about the audience and you know a, a big I would say a large percent of a percentage excuse me of the audience are career transition people. You know, uh, corp, corporate executives, people looking uh, at potentially owning a business uh, now with the pandemic. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm either potentially losing my job. I, I have, I have, um, been furloughed, uh, don't know what to expect. Uh, so there people are, are, I guess the decision is, is kind of, you know, really kind of laying on them. I have to make a decision as to what I want to do. And a lot of people have thought about business ownership, but most people just don't do anything about it. It's a thought. And then, uh, unfortunately becomes a, um, a regret and never tried it. I, sh- I should have looked into it. You know, you were you went the corporate route. Started. Uh, you've been in thirty three years in business. What um, advice would you give someone specifically looking to make that career transition? What advice would you give to them? And you know, what are the what what's kind of the one thing to decide if business ownership even is a is the right fit for them? Something they should maybe ask themselves. Well, several things that I think uh, are important. First, truth is transferable. If you were successful leading a division or a group, a department, a team in your corporate life, those skills will translate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you're not starting out of college with very little real life experience taking over a business to run. You're coming from one successful business to another potentially successful business. Secondly, I'm not a big fan of burn the bridges, you know, you know, burn the bridges so you can't go back. Uh, I know a lot of people that let their enthusiasm get them into an opportunity that bankrupted them because they had no reserves. I think, and especially uh, having been through now at my age, a bunch of economic downturns, reserves are the one thing I tell everyone they need to be building. First, financial reserves. The average American uh, has about two months of financial reserves, which is frightening. But you also need spiritual reserves. You also need physical reserves. Those are the reserves that help you deal with the inevitable challenges and difficulties you're going to face. Uh, number three, uh, I, I, who, who you choose to do business with is as important as what you choose. You know, we talk a little bit about this, how people can get into the wrong franchise. Sometimes you can get into the right franchise with the wrong people. You really have to have uh, trust level and a, a synergy with the corporate team, <laughs> just like <laughs> I mean, the same thing in corporate America. If you're a middle-level manager and you don't get along well with the people above you, you know how painful that is. That that happens in the franchise business, too. Only now, you know, you're even more dependent in some ways. And then my final thing is, is uh, for me, and of course, I've often told younger people, which is pretty much everybody these days to me, but, you know, long-term balance requires short-term imbalance. Uh, if you think you're going to make this smooth transition from a nice, comfy job with perks and benefits 
and you know and it's just going to be a you know different location you, you really need to reassess because uh, you better make sure your spouse or or your family depending on the age of your kids that they're on board mm-hmm. and and then uh, be willing to to do the work because one thing I've noticed is the people willing to do the work in a proven business franchise or otherwise always succeed you know short of some unforeseen circumstance you know they get eaten by a bear right i mean <laughs> i'm being silly here but short of something like that if you work if you work hard enough doing the right things you'll succeed but but those are the things that i would think about uh because going into your own business whether it's a franchise or not is above all else a lifestyle decision not just a business decision correct right because no matter what you do there, there's no they talk about the um the balance, right? Personal and, and, and business. I mean, you're in, in that business franchise or not, let's, let's be honest, it's going to be a lot of hours that first year. So it's going to take away from some of your personal time. And, um, when, when making that decision, I always, especially on the, uh, on the very first call, I have a call uh, later today and I have husband and wife, I have them both on the line and, and sometimes they'll come back and say, well, you know, I, I, my, my wife or, or my husband, they're on board. And I said, I appreciate that, but I would like to speak with them because you find out quite a bit. And, you know, I always bring up, you, you bought, you, you know, you purchased your home together. This is just as big of a decision. I mean, this is a business, this is going to be generating income. This is going to be uh, taking up, uh, you know, a lot of your time. These are big decisions. So I, I always advise at least on that, on that call to, for for both the husband and wife to uh, you know both spouses to be on the on the on that uh, original phone call so uh, completely agree there uh, Mark so let let me let me ask you so if someone listening in they have an interest of uh, potentially learning from you uh, maybe they're looking at coaching or training or, or or the book what what's the best way because you do have uh, eight books you you do have you offer the, uh, the training materials uh, speaking engagements. What is the, the best um, way for someone to contact you or where, where should they start? And, and by the way, we're going to put this all in the show notes. So, uh, you know, you just click on it and I'll go directly to the link or to the website. Terrific. Well, thanks for asking. All things Mark Sanborn are at my website, MarkSanborn.com, M-A-R-K-S-A-N-B-O-R-N. When you go to MarkSanborn.com right now, you'll get an annoying pop-up. And, and I hate pop-ups as much as the next person, except this one's offering you a free ebook. The book that I wrote 10 years ago uh, in uh, in 2010 about the great economic setback and financial challenges that we all faced, uh, that book is pretty relevant in 2020. And all you have to do is uh, fill in your email address and you'll get a free copy of the book. But all of my training resources, 70 or 80 little video vignettes, a blog uh, that I do weekly, those are all accessible for free through MarkSanborn.com. Oh wow! Okay, great. So yeah, so everyone listening in, we will add that to the to the show notes. Uh, just definitely go to to marksanborn.com. There'll be a, a a link we'll add. Mark, anything else that you'd like to uh, to uh, let the audience know today? Well, you know, maybe as a parting thought, uh, I made a lot of mistakes uh, when I was young. Probably still make a lot of mistakes, but most of the time, I've been able to learn from them. One of the things I got right is uh, having grown up on a farm. I was, and I didn't, you know, <laughs> I was just luck of, of my birth, right? To right. be born into a farming family. I learned a very uh, good work ethic and it, and I like to work, you know, but I learned that working at something you don't enjoy becomes drudgery. So my goal early on, you know, over 40 years ago was 
to find a profession, to find a job, find a business that I enjoyed so much that whether I was working at it or I wasn't working at it, I would have just as much fun. In other words, I wanted there to be a demarcation between what I did for fun and what I did for, for business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a speaker and a, and a writer, uh, you know, I've been able to integrate those two things into my life. And, and I, I enjoy what I do outside my business. But when I work in my business, I never begrudge the effort because I'm ultimately doing what's most fulfilling. And, and that's my my final suggestion is to look at whatever opportunity you're facing and say, well, I enjoy it so much that when I'm working hard at it, it won't even seem like hard work. Right. Got to be sustainable, right? You got to look at this for the long term, not just for the uh, <laughs> for the next 12 months. So some really good advice from uh, from Mark. Mark, I, I really wanted to thank you again. I, I really appreciate the uh, conversation, the advice. Uh, I hope everyone goes to marksanborn.com. And once again, in, in the show notes, uh, definitely take advantage of, of the free book and videos. Uh, Mark, thanks again. And I hope to talk to you soon. Oh, Giuseppe, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you and uh, Godspeed. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, subscribe to the podcast to hear inspiring stories and actionable tips from career transition and franchising experts and corporate refugees who've jumped into successful franchising on the Franchise Freedom Podcast at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash podcast. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject and he'll send you all the details.